Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Can you hear me now? Yes, can you hear me? All right, we finally got comms. Great. All Tom, right. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be a great episode. We're going to be talking about some of my favorite subjects like mindset, success, leadership, honesty, integrity, transparency. But first of all, I want to thank our sponsor, Tammy Moses of A Hoarding Solution, because um, a lot of people know that during COVID, a lot of people are living in hoarding situations, and she helps those families that are struggling with hoarding. So definitely check out her podcast called A Hoarding Solution. And today we're going to be talking to Andrea Mason. She's changing the game. She's a global speaker, coach. She's changing lives every day. Um, so I just want to welcome you to the show. How are you doing? And we finally got communications. Yes, we did. The universe tries to step in the way to see if this is really our purpose, but I made it through. I busted through the barrier and I'm honored and privileged to be here, Richard. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. So first of all, tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up and what kind of little kid you were. Absolutely. So I grew up in Colombia, South America during the war-torn drug zone era at its prime. And my parents had to make the ultimate sacrifice to put me up for adoption, for they were unable to care for themselves, let alone myself. So at the age of 11 months, 11 pounds, I was sent to the promised land of America and welcomed with open arms and unconditional love of my parents here in the States. And as a child growing up around first grade, possibly around the age of seven, my parents notified me that I was adopted. Now at seven years old, you could take that two ways. It could be that of a, a treasure 
or that of a tragedy. And to me, it was both. One side of the coin, it was a treasure, as they said, I was a gift to their family, an, a, a, a new special addition to their family, and they were grateful to have me a part of their lives. However, at the age of seven, it was a little bit of a tragedy that led the underlying thread. My parents didn't want me. They put me up for adoption. Who am I? I have no pictures, no medical documents, no knowledge of where, what I look like, what I sound like, or where I came from. And so fast forward, going through many, many years of working 10 times harder than the average student just to get by, you know, trying to battle the obstacles of being bullied, into lockers, thrown into trash cans, and trying to eat my lunch in the bathroom just to avoid getting bullied. The safe haven of my home was that of good fortune. And I still hear it today of my parents saying to me, Andrea, no matter what you do, do your best, do it right, act with integrity, and do it with passion. So here I am today after following my heart and not the herd, over two decades in the industries of social work and psychology, allowing myself to have a better understanding about me and how I can pay it forward to others in this world. Social work has instilled in me the cultural diversities and ethics of all individuals around the world from infantry to geriatric, institutionalized and street bound to psychology understanding the science behind why people do what they do and why they don't do what they do. And during 2021, it was a year of clarity for me where I knew I could do more, I could be more. When my last employer shut down due to what's going on, unable to survive, I had instilled it in myself, like the game. So I became the innovator and creator of the life transformational journey called Press Play, Plan Life According to You. And here I am, honored and privileged to be on your show, Mr. Richard. Thank you for having me. Oh, now, so now um, I grew up being bullied also. And when I got home, uh, my solace, you know, I turned to books and I turned to reading. That's what helped me um, deal with some of the stuff that I went through. So when you got home from school after being bullied, what were some of the things that, what were your go-tos to comfort you? Absolutely. So my go-tos were that of music as I learned to play the piano at an early age of four. And then I was able to listen to music and write my own music as well as that of the game of soccer. I was very good at soccer and I excelled at it all throughout my you know, school and, co and um, a little bit of college years. Now, what, um, how was high school years for you? Was it rough? Oh my gosh, it was it was difficult, you know, Richard. I went during the, you know, everybody's juvenile, jovial during the elementary, middle school years. You're still trying to fit in, find your identity. Me was a little bit more than that. My high school years, I really kind of instilled the rebellious stage. You know, I could just kind of hid behind soccer because that was my pure dedication. I was. You know, my goal was to be on the varsity team, which I successfully achieved my freshman year. And then I was able to level up that goal and become captain my junior and senior year. And we had a pretty good run with our team. So that's where I kind of 
focused all my energy to because still I still had some you know abandonment conditions and trust conditions due to my you know my adoption accepting it but also still having those a lot of uncertainties and unknowns so now when you graduated high school did you get any scholarships to go to college or anything like that Yes, I actually had a recruiter come down, uh, excuse me, come up to uh, my high school and recruit me for soccer. I was selected to go to play soccer, but, you know, the jovial side got to me and I was able to make, play my mid, up to probably mid-freshman year. And while I was horsing around outdoors with the guys throwing the football, pretty much ended my career. I tore my MCM. And another time I caught, I tore my PCL, which kind of, you know, retired my career in, in soccer, which actually looking in hindsight was good because all of the other students who were continuing the four year route really extended it because of the traveling, you know, that took place in the collegiate sport. Now, did you lose your scholarships because you got hurt? No, I did not lose my, well, it wasn't really a scholarship. It was a recruitment, you know, to be on, you know, to be selected for the team. It wasn't an actual, you know, scholarship of that nature, but it was a recruitment that, you know, that I would be welcomed on the team. So what college did you go to and what did you um, take for your courses? Uh, yeah, so I took psychology and social work, I, you know, uh, I got, you know, my degrees in both, and I went to a collegiate sco- uh, liberal arts college down in uh, Barham College, and it's in by the western part of Virginia slash Tennessee area. Okay, so what what made you want to go into um, helping okay. others? Absolutely. Well, like I said, during my journey, I realized I could do more and I could be more. And to understand the diversity of individuals, I went the social work route. And as well as going to college, you know, for psychology, I really wanted to kind of understand, you know, the science behind our way of thinking, you know, the between the subconscious and conscious minds and, and, the, and that arena. So now what kind of job did you take after you graduated college? Yes. So after college, I dedicated my uh, career to the social work field. So I started off in working in a children's young teens shelter. Then I gravitated to working as a liaison between both community, local and state institutions for uh, individuals with psychiatric needs and mental health conditions. Then I elevated into working into the school systems as, you know, uh, assessing individuals and, you know, fielding them to the right services that the, whether the school or community had available. And then I rerouted to the medical wholeness and wellness industries to understand mind, body, and soul with fitness. So now, how long were you in that in that field before you started doing what you're doing now? Oh, about two decades. So, you know, one thing, you know, a lot of people think that public speaking is an easy thing. You just go up there and talk. And that's not really the way it is. 
So no. talk to us about when taking how you got in touch with Mr. Brown. I call him Mr. Brown because I have so much respect for that man. And yes, sir. Talk, I do as well. <laughs> and talk to us about his teachings and how you decided to become a global speaker. Absolutely. So when I when 2020 occurred and I realized that my last place of employment was shutting their doors indefinitely, I decided that I'm going to invest in me and I'm going to do everything in my power to pursue my dream, heighten my potential and go to the top. And that's where I went. I went to the guru of motivational speaking. And when I came across this announcement that he was facilitating and teaching this academy, I jumped on it immediately. This was my first ever financial, spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental investment in me, in my life. And I'm grateful for that. And I enrolled in his academy. I, I graduated as his alumni and I worked, you know, he mentored me and he just, you know, I was able to actually speak with him live one-on-one, -on -one, you know, the eve of Thanksgiving in 2020. And he said, Andrea, dream big, you know, and I was able to share my story with him. And ever since, you know, I have been supported and mentored by him and doing my own projects. And I really had taken an idea that happened so long ago and just took all my skills, talent, stories, losses, lessons, packaged it in a gift and utilized public speaking during his academy. We had certain assignments and deadlines to pursue and I met every one of them. And prior to October, 2020, I was never in the public eye. I was behind the scenes, you know, social work, psychology, or, you know, supporting other individuals within my family and colleagues. And so when he had these assignments, we had to go in front of camera. And I just took it up liberty upon myself. You know what? Practice makes progression. There's no such thing as perfection. And since that date, I'm proud to say I'm just shy this coming Saturday, I will hit about 300 videos on YouTube of daily content of sequence. There was only a time that I missed it consecutively because I had to do an assignment for Mr. Brown. So there's like a 10 day gap when I was doing his course. But it, it was completely amazing. He's down to earth. And several years back when my husband and I unplugged from media, TV, radio, and you name it, him along with others on a collaborative CD is what we would listen to or watch or hear on YouTube. And we invested in ourselves. We programmed ourselves with what, what we felt was valuable. And just to kind of have full circle, I was able to see him this past August, uh, actually the, about a couple of weeks ago, August 14th in New York. And it just came full circle and how proud I am to continue this path. And he's such a down to earth man. And the fact that we share a similar story of being adoptees and being jeered at, being bullied and just being vulnerable, you know, vulnerable, as he says, is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And to be completely transparent, authentic, and remembering where you came from is so valuable in my mind. And I 
empower and encourage leaders to do that. We, we don't know, you know, a lot of leaders forget the pain, tears and suffering as they are when they're getting to where they need to be. And Mr. Brown never has done that and never will. And that's what I truly put him along with many of his other amazing accomplishments in such a high regard. You know, and, and, I, and I truly appreciate that. Now, a lot of people are, you know, in the United States, they won't think anything about paying $1,000 for a new iPhone, $300 for a pair of sneakers. But when it comes to investing in themselves, they don't do it. Right. So what was, because I'm sure you had to put out money to become a speaker, to learn from Mr. Brown. Absolutely. So, so what was that thought process? Because I'm sure it had to go through your mind. Am I ready to do this? Should I do this? Um, so talk to us about that. Yes, absolutely. It is. It was probably the most difficult choice to ever make as someone. If, if, if anyone who knows me, I'm very selfless, you know, and to do something in my mind like this was kind of first selfish, like, oh, my gosh. We're going through rough times right now. The world is shut down and I just lost my job. Do I, can I do this? Am I willing to put it all in? Am I willing to take a risk, you know? And, you know, Mr. Brown talks about that, you know, about, you know, all the shots you take that you don't take, you know what I mean? And you have to be risk takers. If you follow your heart and you're not the herd, and that's what my signature quote is, whether it be the herd of the masses or the herd of what you hear, you're never going to be satisfied. You're, you're always going to be chasing something. And, you know, just like anybody who wants to pursue their dream, it's possible. You know, I have a close friend of mine that has overcome adversity of a serious condition where he had a timeline of life. And he overcame that adversity and that condition and is recovering year after year. And he, his name is Nelson Beldajar from the positivedrip.com. And he always tells me every day, Andrea, the impossible is possible because it begins with I'm. And that really strikes a chord with me. And to see Mr. Brown, you know, 77 years young, still doing what he loves, still showing up. I mean, that's what it's about. You gotta take a risk on you. You gotta take a chance. You gotta say, why, why am I doing this? And once you follow your why, everything falls into place. Not everybody's going to see your dream because it's not theirs. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, and I wanna acknowledge you, Richard, and thank you for your services. It's like, why do you wanna go into the military? You're putting everything online. But when you look at it at the core, you're doing it to protect humanity, to protect your country, to serve to others. And I want to acknowledge you and thank all the servicemen and women and upcoming ones and those who have lost. Well, Only you. once. You know, and I think a lot of people, you know, they, they dabble in a lot of different things. And they don't go all in. Right. So talk to us about the moment you decided, because there had to be a moment when you're sitting there, you're looking at your checkbook and you're yes. like, all right, either I'm all in or I'm all out. So what yes. was that moment? And 
obviously because you know you you have a great you know relationship and you have a significant other what was that conversation like because you know in order for one person to be all in it takes a lot for the other person also so talk about that absolutely i still remember the day it was october 21st at 11 like just a few minutes maybe a quarter after 11 in the morning and i'm kind of trying to make sense of what am I doing now? The world is on complete turmoil. And it came up on my media that Mr. Brown was doing this speech, which I never noticed him live before. I've always watched him or heard him, you know, off camera. And I said to my husband, I said, I want you to realize that this is something that I will never forgive myself if I don't take this chance. I know we don't have it right now. I know it's an exuberant expense. I know the world's the world is shutting down, but I guarantee this is my calling and there's a need for this. And I said, look, I I I I I know it's gonna work. I'm going to make it work. My husband said, you know what? We just have to see what sticks. You know, I support you a hundred percent. You've supported me all the years through my you know, professional dream of my realm and we'll make it work. Something's going to happen. It's going to work. So I still was hesitant to press the button to enroll. And I was just like, and I am actually getting butterflies and reliving the moment. So part of me, if my voice is a little wavery and I was just like, this is, this is what I, this is what I've wanted. I have a story. This man has done it. Tony Robbins has done it. Bob Proctor has done it. I know I can make this work. I believe in myself. And at that moment, I clicked the button and I started the academy, you know, that that evening. And it was probably the most powerful thing I've ever done. And to be quite honest, nine or 10 months later to see him in person, to connect with him and work with him is just living proof. Dreams are, can come true. Yep. And, you know, and I love, you know, I love that now. And I love something you said earlier when you said, you know, this is your dream. It's not anybody else's. Right. A lot of times people don't realize that not everybody is going to agree with what you're trying to do. And it's okay because, it's your journey, not theirs. So talk to us about, you know, because I'm sure Mr. Brown talks about, you know, who would ever thought that he would become one of the best speakers of all time. There was a lot of people that said he couldn't do it. So talk right. about not listening to others put your dream down. To be honest, Richard, this was probably the roughest couple of months in this journey in my life. A lot of people were saying to me, Andre, you're doing all of this stuff. What do you have to show for it? You have no public speaking experience. You have no business model. You have no audio or visual presence. You have no knowledge of technology. And I said, I know, but that doesn't mean I can't learn. 
A lot of individuals today want the immediate satisfaction, the instant gratification at the push of a button. But I'm grinding every single day. I'm not sitting on my bottom and not doing anything. You know, I am working really, really hard because I believe in it. And who would have thought through the Academy of Mr. Brown, let alone thereafter, I'm able and have become and sat virtually in people all over the world's living room on their screen. And I have been to Africa, Europe, Middle East, India, and I have Australia and China on the back burner coming up. I believed in my dream and all that mattered was is that I saw it. And the quote that says, all you have to know is seeing the first 200 feet in front of you. I don't need to see the whole staircase. I just need to see that one step and believe in myself. And my inner circle has shrunken tremendously. I thought those who were there for me for decades as friendship, familial friends, family members, even coaches and previous mentors would be at my side. And when I I wasn't producing the results that they thought I would, they simply faded away or I chose to move even forward. And it's not easy. It's not easy trying to pursue your dream. But the biggest obstacle I had to face was facing my past. Because if I didn't face my past, my past will continue to chase me. And that would instill me to hone into the power of healing power of forgiveness. I had so much baggage, so much drama, so much trauma, even to this day that I deal with. But it's not for them. It's not about what they say. And it's not even about me. It's about my mission. It's about building my legacy with love on this earth today. What am I doing every single second to instill an individual in the darkness? I wish when I was in elementary school and outside my safe home that I had individuals who didn't judge. They listened. They didn't lecture. They learned. And they didn't dictate. They made an attempt to understand. And that's what I do. When I realized that it's not anybody's dream but mine, that's when I stayed focused. And, you know, I love the topic of forgiveness. Now, I've been in recovery for 33 years now from drugs and alcohol. And and some of the things that I take away from that is the three things a person wants to succeed in life is first they have to forgive the people that hurt them mm-hmm. second they sh- should ask for forgiveness for the people they hurt and then third mm-hmm. most important of all is forgiving themselves absolutely so talk to us more about forgiveness absolutely and you hit it right on the head richard that we have to understand forgiveness is not forgetting forgiveness is acknowledging the incident and allowing that person to know that you hurt them and uh, that you hurt them and ask for their forgiveness. But it doesn't mean you forget it. 
Because when we forget about the incidences and recurrences that have been stowed upon us in malicious behavior, you know, maltreatment, words, abuse, that we have to understand at times they might not know what they're doing. They might use that as a self-defense mechanism. They might use that as well, how they've been treated. And one of the quick examples, I, if I may, I approached, I did a speak, uh, speech on how I got bullied and abused in, by my peers on all levels. And, I, and one of the individuals stood up as I was speaking and said, I didn't realize the severity of what someone who's bullied feels like because I did that to the others. And I said to the individual, well, on behalf of them and myself, I forgive you. And the individual said that was probably the most powerful thing and was speechless. And when we realize that not only are we holding on to this incident, but we are allowing ourselves to be intoxicated with not forgiving ourselves and saying we're not, we are going to learn from this to prevent it from happening again, to prevent individuals having power over us, over what we think about ourselves, how we treat ourselves and how we believe in ourselves. And forgiveness is a tremendous tool that we must learn and really understand. And, you know, and I, I love that, you know, a lot of people are afraid to talk about serious stuff. You know, a lot of people, they talk about surface level stuff and never get into the deep stuff. Right. Now, did you ever get in touch with your biological? As far as by my biological family, I don't have any medical records or documents of legality. The only legal document I have was a statement or two stating that my parents would never reclaim me and that they had physical impediments that they couldn't even write their own name. Now, whether that means academically, physically, mentally, I don't know. So, but I know through within the past year and a half or so, because I do when I connect with somebody, I did come in contact with two medians who have made me aware that my biological mother has passed on, not by her own will. And I really don't know how, um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, you know, as far as any knowledge of my family, I, I really, it's really scarce and limited. Okay. So now let's talk, you know, about success. Yes. What, you know, because some people say, you know, they can success can be different things for different people. Like I always say, you know, for me, success is changing lives. It's being able to have a great family. Um, and I always think, you know, there's people that, you know, like CEOs of companies that are successful financially but then they go home to an empty house and eat at the kitchen table by themselves. To me, that's not success. For you, what is success? I truly believe success is the fulfillment, both mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally of being well-balanced and full with abundance. 
Now that could be on, you know, in accordance to anyone, whether it be a well-balanced life of family, career and health, or, you know, a myriad of things. But when you are fully balanced and abundant in all areas of your life, I truly believe that success because you can't be successful successful on an economic or financial status status and be unhealthy and depressed. You can't be happy, but then grinding, you know, tooth and nail, living paycheck to paycheck and not enjoying, you know, the finer things in life. So it's really self-awareness and worth of being well-balanced on all realms and levels and full of abundance. Okay, so now you, because I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking myself and you're, um, I'm taking this great course by a great, great leader and a great man. I graduate and then all of a sudden COVID hits and the public speaking dries up. So what was that like and how did you come back from that? Well, it actually was kind of a blessing in the skies, you know, silver lining around the cloud because everything was two dimensional and virtual. And through the family beyond borders that I have developed and adopted, per se, from the academy, I mean, these were individuals who were worldwide. And you know, Mr. Brown had just really instilled paying it forward, supporting one another, helping each other out, being a piece of the puzzle of the masterpiece that our creator has made. And it really allowed me to expand my presence, my wings, and my message across the world. And I still remember one time I was you know, kind of going through Mr. Brown's course and looking, you know, connecting with students and so forth. And it was pretty amazing. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm speaking to somebody in, you know, Hawaii and then someone in California. And then I still remember it was around May. I got this connection from somebody outside of the alumni and saying, would you mind doing an interview with me? And I obviously I pay it forward and you know, obliged. And in May, that turned into nonstop opportunities to speak in Pakistan, in the Middle East. And I've just expanded my presence there, which then allowed me to go on TV and radio in Africa, which then looped over to Europe. And it's just a beautiful thing. You know, technology can be a treasure or you know, trash on how you use it. And that's the beauty of human beings that we take for granted is everything we do, say, think is a true choice. And how you use it or utilize the the material items we are given, you can make it work for you. So now talk to us, you know, for some of the people that are listening to this, they want to be public speakers. They want to be on stages. How do you go about getting booked to be on stages and virtual summits? Absolutely. You just, you know, there's three P's that I like to, 
you know, highlight in this journey? Perseverance, patience, and passions. And there's no really significant order because they're all intertwined. I have a passion now that I have worked with Mr. Brown and continue to work with him and have the confidence and support from my inner circle. I have a message. And it's not geared to just women, just adoptees, just, you know, Colombians. It's it's intertwined and it can be universal. We all have a book in life where we have a chapter or chapters of our ups and downs. And so my passion is to get my message out, help those in the dark, help those who want to level up their game, enhance their quality of life. So that was bit, bit driven by passion. Perseverance, you have to work. I know that has a negative connotation, the word work in some people's eyes as society has instilled it. They're not going to come knocking on your door saying, knock, knock, knock. Hey, I hear you're a public speaker. Do you want to come on my show? You to be transparent you have to be allowing yourself to expose yourself the way you want and really own and take accountability in what your brand what your mission what your goals and morals ethics and values are in alignment with you can't it's just constant work and and work can be fun i do this every day i love it i don't feel like i'm getting up doing something i don't enjoy I wake up in the morning, I'm grateful. I check my phone to see my agenda, be grateful for everything I do, and I just connect with people. It's amazing. And the final thing is patience. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Shays, no. Rome wasn't building a day, tree doesn't grow overnight. You have to trust the process, be patient with yourself, with others, and allow everything to fall into place. But now, how while you're doing this and taking courses, um, how are you supporting yourself? You know, because a lot of times people think, well, I want to take courses and be a public speaker, but I also have to eat also. So what yes. do you say to those people? And that, that was something like develop something. You know, we all have skills and talents that we have. And I fortunately have over two decades in the personal development realm of social work and psychology. So I developed Press Play, Plan Life According to You, which is the life transformational journey of allowing people to heal through the power of forgiveness, power healing of forgiveness, as well as bridge the gap to where they were, where they are, and where they need to be. And I guide them. My best analogy is like a caregiver or a parent holding the back seat of their child's bicycle without the training wheels and keeping them on path, holding them accountable. Find something that you've already mastered. Or if, for example, if someone says, hey, Andrea, you're really good at listening. You're really good at communicating. You're really good at problem solving. How can you use those three tasks to your advantage to help someone in need in right now? And that is where the, the you know, financial support has come through. And there's a lot of gears and wheels to building your legacy and building your dream, becoming a public speaker. You have to go out and prove yourself, you know? So I would go and go find groups or somebody always knows someone. You know what? I'm a global motivational speaker under the mentorship of Wes Brown. This is what I talk about. Bum, 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 bum. Do you know or are you a, 
a facilitator or co-facilitator of that I may be featured on. And that's how you expand your network. You have to be bold and believe in yourself and allow yourself to say, this is what I've built. I'm confident in it. And I'm going to take a chance. Going back to the beginning of the segment, it's all about taking risks. You know, and I love that. Now, since you, you know, you said you had done over 300 videos, you spoke a lot. And, you know, a lot of times I'll go back to my first podcast and I'll be like, man, that was horrible. (laughs) I would like to do it so much better. Yes. If you could go back and start over again, what are some of the lessons that you've learned since doing this for 300 days consecutive? Yes. And you know what? It was very frowned upon. And this is what I, I want to let people know. A lot of people were saying, Andrea, you're wasting your time. Nobody knows who you are. Why are you doing daily content? And at first I was just like, well, you know, because I want to I want to be polished. You know, I, I want to study beyond the classroom. And I still remember the first time I did the video, I wasn't looking at the camera. My audio was horrible. But I, if I were looking in, I want to see the process. I want to see the journey, the, the bumps and bruises, you know, like, like they say on the, on the motivational videos. Nobody tells, nobody tells you about the struggles, Nobody tells you about the nights you're crying, saying, am I, am I doing this? I have a family. Right now, I'm not bringing anything in. How am I going to do this? I'm not financially contributing to my family right now. The world's upside down. And, you know, I'm grinding 10, 12 hours a day. What do I have to show for it? And at times, Richard, I, I wanted to give up on the one-yard line. And that's the one-yard line that could make or break you. And there was times I wanted to give up. I wanted to give in, but I looked at my life and I was like, I failed so many times. What's one more chance? Maybe this is it. And that's the mindset. You know, there's the Gregory Platt said there's a difference between winners and losers. They both try out. And if they fail, the winner gets up again and again and again and again and again. And the loser may just tap out. And that's like Mr. Brown says, are you going through it or are you growing through it? And we only have one life. We don't have that ticket of opportunity of when we have our time step of deadline. We don't know if we're here tomorrow. If I didn't take that chance, I wouldn't be sitting here before you with all my accomplishments. If my parents didn't take that chance to adopt me, I'm not being in America. And if my parents didn't take that chance and hand me off at 11 months old, weighing in at 11 pounds, I wouldn't be before you today. You know, and I, I, I can truly relate because, you know, like when we get done here, I'm going to go do my cardio. And right by my house, a huge cemetery. Mm-hmm. And I walk through it every day. And I look at some of the headstones and I'm like, this is where dreams come to die. Yeah. The people here, they did not go after their dreams and their goals. Yep. And, you know, we have our birth date and our death date, but it's in between the dashes is what really counts. Absolutely. So now 
talk to us because I believe, you know, even like my friend Gary Vaynerchuk says, consistency is king. Where, you know, like the average podcast doesn't make it to 10 episodes. People quit. So, if, you know, like we're in the top 1% of right now. But talk to us about, you know, putting out consistent content and quality content and not just content that you like to create, but for the audience, what they need to hear and what they need. So talk to us about that. Absolutely. And Gary V actually shone the light on me where he's just like, it's not about you. It's about them. What do you have to offer for them? And one thing that I love about him and Les Brown is what you see is what you get. No excuses, just results. And as I was doing my videos in the beginning, I was prim, I was proper as I was polishing and editing it. And it was sing song, like, here's this girl, she looks nice and da 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 da. And then I was just like, you know what? I need to change it up. Something's right, something's missing. And then I started really digging deep down inside. What is the audience? What is the world talking about? And that's what, what Gary P said, look at what's going on and talk about real topics or the topics that people want to talk about and nobody's talking about. And I absorbed and engulfed that. And I actually did this by the assistance of my husband. I was practicing for my 10 minute speech for Mr. Brown. He said, he, I, I performed in front of him and our son. And my husband's like, I have, I've known you forever. I don't even know what you're saying or who you are. That's not you. And he said, I want you to watch three people, motivational speakers, and then come back to me and make sure one of them is a woman. Because I, I, you know, I grew up in an Italian family and I had all male cousins. So I had a rougher side of per se. And when I did that, that I went back to that as I was doing my videos and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. Forget this because I can't fail being me. I can't fail at that. If I try to be Gary B, if I try to be Mr. Brown, if I try to be, you know, anybody, I can't be that because I won't do it. And that Richard was the pivotal moment in my videos when people started pinging me. Andrea, wow, this is powerful. Wow, I didn't know you were like this. I didn't, thank you for being transparent. Thanking you for being real. And it just all came to surface. And that's what you have to understand. Your name is attached to your brand and mission and message. And when your actions don't reflect what you say or what you're about, are not acting with integrity and that's the last thing i want to do i love it so now last two questions i have yes um how do we find you how can we get in touch with you how can we watch your videos where where do we find you at yes sir absolutely i'm proud to announce just a few days ago being text <laughs> i was being organically self-taught i successfully branded my youtube channel with a url so you can find me on youtube andrea mason your personal accountability coach andrea mason on linkedin and facebook am.andreamasons on instagram my website www.andreamasons.com and i encourage each and every one of you 
I'm here to help you achieve your dream. And I want you to grab your phones and type in your email, am.pressplay at gmail.com and take a chance on you. Take a risk. Like Richard said and Mr. Brown said, you only have one life. Don't let your dreams go buried six feet under with you. Live them now and connect with me for your complimentary session live one-on-one and I'll help you get there. That's my mission. That's my message to allow every single one of you to meet your fullest potential and in the game of life to press play. Plan life according to you. Take the pen in your own hand and let's get started. So now last question that I have, Um, you know, we still live in a crazy world. I'm in New Jersey and I think the lockdown is going to start again. Yes. You know, we have a lot of parents in New Jersey that lost their jobs. Some of them are driving for Uber, uh, you know, all these food delivery places, just trying to put food on the table. Side hustles. Yeah. So if I ask the average person to do something in seven days, they're never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely. So if there's somebody listening to us right now, that is struggling, not knowing if they should take that next step or go for that goal or go all in, what can they do in the next 24 hours to start to get some clarity in their life? Absolutely. It's simple. Three steps, ladies and gentlemen. In the next 24 hours, I want you to either discuss with a family member, better yet, with a family member, loved one, and take a pen and a paper down. Number one, ask yourself, what is your purpose? What do you want to be known for? Number two, what do you have that can be beneficial to others? A story, a lesson, a, a dramatic event. And number three, take action. Put a vision board into place. Have it visually in front of you on your mobile phone, your refrigerator, your binder, your work, share it with the world. Because once you have that vision, it's already out there. And like what the law of attraction and Bob Proctor says, it happens twice. Once in your mind, once in reality. And just to kind of sew that up, in 2015, I made a vision board. And I wish I could show it, but there's a vision board. And on that vision board was writing, I have a picture of the great motivational speakers. And at the front and center was Mr. Les Brown. The top caption says, I will meet and work with them. Here we are six years later. And actually five years later, I have achieved that goal and continue to pursue my dream. And, you know, I think that's very important. Like when we just went on vacation and we went and I picked out a house that I want to buy and Mm -hmm. I picked out a boat that I want. And I put it on my phone. So every time I open my phone, yeah, I see it. Yes. And, you know, and I think a lot of people also, they don't write things down. You know, they'll, they'll okay. talk to their phone. But there's something about the mind-muscle connection. When you physically write something down on a piece of paper, it becomes real. Absolutely. So, so if you guys are listening to this, make sure you write your goals down. Because there was a study and... 83% of people that wrote their goals down actually achieve their goals. 
Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it, it's been great. And I'm going to try to get you on my friend's podcast and her, sure. her, her podcast, The Hoarding Solution. And her name is Tammy Moses. And I'm going to send her informa- your information over to her. So hopefully you can get on her show and you can help change more lives. Absolutely. And I have people come into your show. Thank you so much, Richard. I truly appreciate it. And that's what it's about, paying it forward. Yep. It's a rippling effect. One drop in the water can create a river, which then turns into an ocean. Yep. Well, God bless. A better place. And God bless your family. This will go out next season, and I'll let you know when everything goes out. Excellent. Thank you so much, Richard. I appreciate it. Hey, guys. If you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out, hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee, and, and it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.